So we have a special treat tonight. It's good to see uh, all these young people. I assume many of them were part of this team that we're going to hear about. But uh, the Wales uh, College Ministry had their annual, or at least what was annual until recent years, uh, trip to Wales. And so uh, we're going to hear uh, what the Lord did there. I, um, I'm going to have uh, Nate come up and just share about uh, the work that God did through uh, this team. So here you go. Thank you, Sean. We are thankful to be here this evening. As he mentioned, my name is Nate Seske, and I'm the director of the college ministry. Sort of an agenda for the evening is we have a little bit of a video to play in just a moment, and you get to see some of the actual activities that we did. Then I'll give an overview of our partnership and the reasons for the mission trip, who we worked with, where we were, some sort of 30,000-foot overviews of the trip. Maggie will share some of the details, uh, what we sort of did day in and day out while we were there, some of the benefits of the ministry and what the actual ministry looked like while we were overseas. And then we'll have uh, the rest of the team share like one sort of favorite takeaway or important moment that they had while they were on the trip. And then we'll have some opportunity for Q&A after that for anyone that might have questions. Uh, But as we get started, as I mentioned, my name is Nate, and then this is Maggie. Pelton, she's on staff, my wife Caroline, and then Reese Hudson, Katie Mann, Cherith Garner are all students, Liz and Avery are both on staff with us, and then Benji and William. Uh, William was a student, he's now a pastoral intern for David Henderson, and then we also had Ashley Perrin, Carissa Rebel, and Josh Cull, who could not be here this evening. So we had a couple more students who were with us. Uh, Josh Cull is at Anderson University. Uh, and then the other students just had some conflicts with class schedule and such this evening. So with that being said, uh, I'll open us with a word of prayer uh, and a quick word from Psalm 2. We'll jump into the video and the rest of our presentation tonight. Heavenly Father, we do praise you that you are the God of every nation, uh, not just Columbia, not just First Presbyterian Church, but every church and every nation across the world. And we got a glimpse of that as a college ministry this past summer. We praise you and thank you for that. Uh, and Lord, we just even pray for the continued ministry in Barry, Wales, and that you'd even bless this presentation this evening. Amen. Just a quick word to set the stage. Uh, Psalm 2. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in heaven in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, as for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree The Lord said to me, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, O kings, be wise, be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all those who take refuge in him. That might not be a typical 
sort of missions passage, but one of the great reasons we can take confidence in going to the nations is because of this. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. That we actually know that there is a king on Zion's holy hill that rules over every nation, every people group from here to the furthest reaches of the world. So we can, as a missions team, actually go with total confidence that we'll be doing the Lord's will, that he'll be accomplishing his purpose through us, and that we can trust and rest in that uh, in the midst of all the highs and the lows, the frustrations, the victories, the excitements. We know that no matter what, there is a king and the nations will be his heritage. Uh, So that's a comfort. And that's also a bit of a motivation for us to keep thinking about missions moving forward. And even as we're a ministry thinking about our trip for next summer, uh, hoping to do another one, and just all the other short-term and long-term missions we're involved with. There is a king in every nation, and his name is Jesus, and we get to celebrate that. Uh, So with that sort of helping to set the stage, I'll play this short video, give some more overview, and uh, continue with the presentation this evening. Hopefully that gives a little bit of a picture of what the trip looked like. There was much more that went on, uh, but it really was a great time. We had an awesome team that was with us. And for those of you who might not be aware, we were partnered with Drew Goodman uh, and his wife, Lauren Goodman, who's a missionary pastor with World Witness with the ARP. He had been over there for about eight years working in Barrie, Wales, and uh, Barry Wales is a very sort of blue-collar coal mining town at this point. An interesting fact was back in the day, I think it would have been early 20th century, the first one million pound check that was ever written in the history of the UK was written there because the coal industry was exploding at the time. But just like much of the coal towns in the United States, it's very much receded significantly it's much more blue-collar, more impoverished now. Uh, so the, the city is just vastly different than it used to be. And you can see much of sort of the, the older grandeur that used to be there, like the very church that we are partnered with, Christ Presbyterian. You would have seen uh, some of the, the pictures of the front where the church was boarded up. Uh, so that's their church building, but they don't actually use it because it's completely unusable. It, it looks like Hurricane Katrina went in there. Uh, the organ is falling over, the pipes are all over the floor, the floor is rotting out, the balcony is falling down, the stairs are falling down, there's no electricity, there's cracks from the foundation to the ceiling. So behind the church building, they built a smaller church, which is where we were in and what you saw us working on, uh, working and doing the VBS in that room. So they built a smaller sanctuary back there with a, a little Sunday school room for the children little nursery, bathrooms, little kitchen, and it works perfectly for them right now. But one of their long-term goals is fundraising project and growth in the church to revitalize that building because it's actually right downtown, right across from the city public library, right at one of the main bus stops, right in one of the main traffic circles. So there's a lot of foot traffic and a lot of people around the church, and it's in a really strategic location, which is a huge blessing. Uh, But like I mentioned, there's just a new dynamic in Barrie than there was before. And uh, our partnership with Drew actually started back in, would have been probably 2016 or so. He was here visiting, and he ran into David Henderson, who was the director of the college ministry at the time. And he said, hey, David, I heard through the grapevine you're starting to think about missions trips for the college ministry. 
we could actually really use a team to come and help. Uh, the church is small. They have about 14 members, three or four main families. So they don't have the manpower to do something like a holiday. They call it a holiday Bible club. We call it vacation Bible school. So they need a team to come and actually be able to do that for them. Uh, and we thankfully had all these wonderful people able to do that. Uh, so he asked him, hey, if you'd be willing to come. So we went 2017, 2018, 2019. We had everything planned and paid for for 2020. And then COVID shut all that down. And then the regulations were too intense in 2021 and 2022 for us to still travel internationally as a team for like non-essential work and things like that. So this summer was a huge blessing because it was the first time we could go back in four years. Uh, and that, that was a huge blessing. It was a huge blessing to Drew into the church, and we were really thankful and excited to do that. Uh, so that's a longstanding relationship we've had with Drew. And in years past, we've also partnered with Mark Johnston and Bethel Church. Uh, Mark Johnston's preached here. He's a very good friend of Derek's, but he's now back in Northern Ireland. And... Um, so we weren't able to partner with him this year. So we've had that partnership with Drew. And then uh, this year was a really unique year for us because there was a huge aspect of ministering to the Goodmans themselves in a major season of transition. So the day after we left Barry Wales, Drew and his family left as well and moved to Uganda. And they're now missionaries in Africa. And he is with African Reformed Bible College. Uh, and he's a professor of Greek and New Testament there. I was talking to him about it, and he said, my long-term goal is always to be a professor internationally. Uh, like, that's been a ministry he's been yearning for, I think, for a long time. The door finally opened, so they've moved there, which meant uh, even from Drew and Lauren a number of times, they said, you being here this week has allowed us to say goodbyes to some of our best friends in ways we would not have been able to do otherwise. So it was a really big privilege to be with this team and even just be able to minister to Drew and his family uh, alongside of the church itself, reaching out to college students or reaching out to the youth through our college students, building relationships with the community, uh, especially in that central area, which you'll hear about a little bit more. Uh, so it's been a really good trip and we're now in the planning process, trying to process what we'll do moving forward with the Goodmans now in Africa and our previous ministry partners, Mark Johnston in Northern Ireland. Uh, so we're, trying to, we're hoping to build relationships with some of the churches that are there, some of the other ministry leaders that are there. And I think there's some traction to hope that we'll have those opportunities to keep going to the UK in the future. Uh, but overall, it, it was a really, really successful trip. Uh, and I think that's a lot of the highlights. There'll be some more time for Q&A and questions about any of those details. But with all of that, I'd like to pass it on to Maggie for a moment, and you can hear some of the more day-to-day -day details of what we did while we were over there. Thanks. Um, yes, yeah, so as Nate mentioned, um, the main kind of impetus for going over was that they have a really small congregation at their church in Barry, Wales, um, and so they needed some, some manpower to actually help put together a holiday Bible club. Um, which is very similar. A lot of you may have seen and helped with our vacation Bible school here at First Pres, and um, a lot of it is really, really similar to that. So you've got um, the different areas of crafts and skits um, and games. What else am I forgetting? Um, Bible teaching, that's the important one. <laughs> and then music. Um, so it was really fun. We have a, a great team, as Nate said, um, and it was sweet to be able to 
put together a team in um, early January and then actually be able to meet. Um, and each of the students were assigned different roles, and so a couple of them would be over teaching, a couple over skits, um, et cetera. And they got to put that together, and then we actually um, planned it all, got all the supplies together, and took it all across the pond <laughs> um, and got to carry it out at this little church, which is really, really sweet. Um, and I think one of my favorite parts was the songs, uh, as you hear, they get stuck in your head. I think that we probably sung them even more than the kids did. Um, but it was a really, really sweet way to be able to communicate gospel truth um, to even three-year-olds. The, the ages range from three to ten. Um, and so just a cool way to see, like, we're not, it's not primarily a babysitting opportunity, um, but actually we're, we're able to teach these children something that is um, more important than anything else they could learn um, in a way that is very, very memorable. <laughs> um, and so that was a, a sweet thing, and I know that I still find myself singing them sometimes. Um, so in addition to teaching these children about Jesus, um, which was such a cool opportunity, uh, it was also really sweet to see the way that we were able to minister to families um, through the Holiday Bible Club um, there were several stories that we heard throughout the week um, of impact that we didn't even know going in. That one family, the dad had just been laid off from work, um, and being able to send all their kids to Holiday Bible Club gave them time to kind of sort through things, um, figure out what was next, etc. Um, and then another family had just moved to Wales from Nigeria, and the mom had just had a new baby um, and was recovering at home. So. Um, being able to take care of their other little daughter, which is a sweet way to be able to, to minister to them and um, come alongside these families in a small church where um, hands were definitely needed. Um, and so that was encouraging for us to be able to hear some of those stories as well and see the ways that the Lord was working um, that were not even anticipated. Um, it was really sweet to see uh, at the close of Vacation Bible School, Holiday Bible Club, <laughs> um, we would sometimes ask the students to pray, and one sweet fifth grader um, prayed. And just listening to him pray for other kids that came to Holiday Bible Club and didn't know the Lord, he prayed that they would they would know him and love them. Um, and that was a very humble prayer to hear him pray uh, from a young age, which was really, really sweet. Um, so we did this Holiday Bible Club the in the mornings during the week, um, so from about 9 to 12, and then the last day, we kind of finished it off with a cookout um, where all the parents could come, and we performed songs and kind of showed them what we had been doing throughout the week. Uh, it was a sweet opportunity for some fellowship. Um, and, and then in the afternoons, we did several different things, uh, including a coffee table and tea. They drink a lot of tea over there. <laughs> we adapted <laughs> and handed out coffee, tea, and free books, um, which was a really sweet way to get to know the community even more broadly um, and sweet to see from meeting families just passing by on the street. We ended up having a girl and her mom come the last day of Holiday Bible Club um, and they had never been inside this church before and to know that their little daughter heard the gospel and the mom did too um, was a very, very encouraging thing. Um, And then we also heard uh, several people just excited to talk to um, someone from the church. They were excited to see that 
the church actually still exists because it does look really run down from the front, um, including Drew told us at the end of the time that someone had left a review on their Google page. This is from British person 131. <laughs> I just met a wonderful group of young adults outside of the church offering teas and coffee to anyone walking past. It's simply heartwarming to see the church getting some attention and much-needed TLC. Please do keep it up. So just a sweet kindness of the Lord to even give us some affirmation that talking to these people on the street that we will never see again, um, that that doesn't fall outside of the Lord's control, um, and to know that he can use even that. Um, And then one event that we did, the Holiday Bible Club was mainly for elementary-age children, um, and so... We did an afternoon board game and chess day for more youth-aged children. Um, And I think we didn't quite know what to expect from that, but we ended up having about 20 kids and families around, including um, four middle and high school-aged kids that we just met in the park. Um, And it was fun to have them come, and they were really engaged and um, had never heard the gospel before. Avery was able to give a gospel presentation at that event. And again, just call to trust the Lord and know that his word is being planted and praying for um, seeds to be watered from that. Um, And then we also did, as Nate mentioned, the the building itself was very run down. um, So got to help with a few landscaping projects, rebuilding a little bit, painting, touching up, um, especially as the Goodmans were leaving, just to know that we were leaving the the congregation in um, a little bit of a better space was really good to know, and even in that, people would walk by and see, oh, there's life here, um, and to see young people working on it was really sweet for them. Um, and then the, the last thing that we did was help organize and, and run a picnic for a lot of the families. Um, one of the last evenings that we were there, one of the last evenings that the Goodmans were there, um, and it was a really sweet time to see them getting to know each other, families from different churches, and um, getting connect to connect with other believers in the area. Um, and also, as Nate mentioned, that the Goodmans, I think particularly at that event, were able to say goodbye and um, have some sweet last moments with their friends before leaving the next day or so. Um, so it was a blessing to go on this trip, and thank you all for praying and um, for those of you that might have helped fundraise and, and all. It's much much appreciated. And I think now we'll go down the line and share some, some takeaways. <laughs> If you all just come up, introduce yourselves, and then share one of the key takeaways that you all had from the trip. Okay. I'm Caroline Susky. I'm Nate's wife. And my big takeaway, I would say, from this trip was just a reminder of, like, what great disciples children are. And I think that as adults, we tend to underestimate what kids are truly capable of. I teach, well, I taught elementary school, so I was always regularly surprised. And... But just remembering the importance of pouring the gospel into the next generation and something as simple as a song about Jay being for Jesus may be something that they repeat to their parents and is the first gospel seeds that's planted in a non-believing family. And, and just being reminded that the Lord really is faithful through really little things like that and especially through the feet of sweet children. So. Okay, hi, my name is Reese Hudson. I was the girl with the guitar. Um, And my goal for the Wales trip was to teach kids songs that I learned growing up at VBS and 
Camp on Clarkin, if any of y'all are familiar with it. So me and my partner, Ashley, we were the ones who did the hand motions and the songs, and we just wanted to, like Caroline was saying, like plant the little seeds of the gospel to kids in a fun way. And um, a big takeaway that I had was, like, if you simply would hum a song, you'd have, like, five kids behind you singing it back to you. And kids singing in a Welsh accent is super cute. I highly recommend finding something online (laughs) where you can hear it. But, um, yeah, (laughs) thank you for all your prayers and encouragement, and it was a great trip. Hi, I'm Katie. Um, I'm a sophomore at USC. I did skits with Benji. Um, We did little just short skits every day as kind of an opener. Um, I think something that I took away was the faith of the parents of the kids. I I know Maggie and Nate mentioned how small the congregation is, and they really are a minority in Wales. Um, But when you talk to them, you just see their faith and their joy in Christ just bleed through everything that they do, and it was really awesome. Um, to see that. Um, A few of them told us that they were trying to start a private school for their kids because they just didn't feel comfortable keeping their kids in the public school system anymore. Um, And so seeing how, you know, that was a struggle for them that I had never really seen here at least because at least in the South it's just kind of always at least accepted. Um, But it was really cool to see how God was working in a different environment and I was really encouraged by that. Hi, I'm Cherith Gardner. Um, I did crafts with Carissa, who's not here. Um, Katie kind of took what I was going to say, but um, I do think it was just really encouraging um, to see the light um, in the church um, in Wales, where the number of self-declaring Christians is just so small. Um, And I think just the passion that they have for the gospel— and the welcoming atmosphere that they created for us, um, and even just the willingness of the non-Christian Welsh people to talk um, and receive um, the gospel as we talked to them about it um, was just super encouraging um, and really a testimony to me. So, And I'm Liz, and yeah, I'm on staff with the college ministry, and I've had the privilege of going on this trip a few times now, some as a student and some as a staff member. And I think one of the biggest differences is being kind of on the other side of actually having a role in um, leading teaching or skits or songs in the VBS. Um, As Maggie mentioned, every student is given a role that they carry out, and so they start planning for that in January. Um, And one of my favorite parts was just getting to see them actually do that while we were there on the trip and carry out the roles that they were given. Um, And on a team this size, everyone has different gifts and different things that they bring to the table, and it was just really sweet to see that really put on display. I'm Avery. I'm one of the pastoral interns um, here, and I think probably one of my favorite parts of the trip is, like Nate and Maggie mentioned, getting to know and meet the Goodmans and minister to them. While we're there, they've been doing really, really great work there in Wales for the last eight years and are moving on to this new chapter of uh, Drew being a Greek professor at ABU in Uganda. Um, So it was just really, really sweet getting to know them and even provide, you know, this holiday Bible club for their kids to be a part of and there was an, an afternoon where we got to, you know, move all their belongings that were still in Wales into trucks that they put on boats to take down to Africa. So just getting to help them with, you know, just the logistics of moving. Uh, and like you saw in the video, just maybe being able to have that picnic for them to say goodbye to all their 
really close friends that they've been with there for the last eight years and providing them with that opportunity that they might not have had. Um, so I thought that was just a very, very sweet opportunity, and it's exciting learning about what they had been doing there and what they're going to in Africa now. Hey, y'all. I'm Benjamin McIntosh. Um, I was in charge, or I helped Josh Cole with um, Rec, and then I did skits with Katie um, while we were over in Wales. Had a great time. Thank you all for your prayers and those who helped with fundraising. Uh, it really was just a huge blessing um, to me. Uh, one of my main takeaways was to just see the faith of God's church abroad. Like, I'd, I'd never been overseas before, and to see how there is nowhere that uh, God has not reached with his gospel and to have Christians, even across the giant ocean, that still believe the same God, and you just have that instant connection with them. But especially in terms of the Goodmans and seeing their children, um, being, maybe it's, it's slightly self-righteous being a PK myself, but just to see like their uh, servant-hearted children, just to, like seeing their young faith to serve the Lord. Um, their like, second youngest son, Luke, was always like volunteering to pray and just uh, helping to lead the other kids, um, and to just see how they've uh, trained their ch- children up in the way sh- they should go, and so that when they're old, they will not depart from it. Um, it's just a huge blessing to see that, um, and just a great reminder to be praying for your pastors and be praying for their family, because um, we all need it. Hey, guys. Um, I'm William Lewis. I'm also a pastoral intern, as uh, was kind of pointed out earlier. Um, but I was over the, the Bible teaching with Ashley Perrin. Um, she's uh, in... I guess a sophomore now, right? Yeah, she's a sophomore now at USC, but she was a freshman, I think, when she came. Um, and so what we went through was the miracles of Jesus. Um, so we did the healing of Capernaum, um, the resurrection of Jairus' daughter, and the healing of the woman on the way to see Jairus' daughter, um, Jesus walking on water, the feeding of the 5,000. Then on the last day, we crammed in the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so I think it was really um, encouraging uh, to me to see the kids kind of take an involved metric uh, to the teaching. Uh, one day when I was doing the loaves, we had pictures of a basket with 12 loaves left over in five different baskets. And I said, yeah, you can count them. And like half the kids ran up and started counting them on my paper. So I was not prepared for that. So I thought that was funny. Um, I thought it was nice uh, that kids were interested in what... I was uh, allowed to teach them. Um, but one thing that I also really enjoyed was that chess night that we had. It was a Wednesday night. It was nice to get involved with, like, I guess, teenagers um, while we were over there. And they were actually really good at chess. Um, I was, like, going in there, I was like, yeah, I'm going to beat these upstart teenagers. But, no, I played one of them, and he beat me four times in a row. And it was very humiliating. So I walked outside, and you know, my masculinity took a shot, and I was telling Nate, and I was like, yeah, I just got... Just got beat by this, like, 15-year-old. And Maggie looked at me and was like, it's good for you. <laughs> um, that was not my favorite part of the trip. But <laughs> So, yeah, so that's, that's what we did. Um, but one other thing that I think was really sweet that we did, um, every afternoon, one or two of us would share our testimonies with the rest of the group. And I'm not going to go into details there, but that was one of the sweetest moments in my life um, to hear how God has been working in other people's lives um, and to be able to share how God has worked in my life. And so I would strongly recommend, if you get the opportunity to share or to listen to other people's testimonies, it's really, really good and blessing time to do so. But uh, with that, I'll turn it back over to Nate.
Thanks, everybody. I know one of my favorite parts is absolutely this rock star team that we had. They did an incredible job from just even deadlines with getting their applications in, doing their fundraising, taking ownership of the different roles that they had, great attitudes during really long, exhausting days overseas, jet lagged by five hours, all the above. Uh, so they, they did an incredible job, and I'm super thankful for all of them. Uh, so we'll wrap up in the next few moments just with a couple of prayer requests, uh, both for Drew, for the church, for our college ministry, and then we can open up for some Q&A. Uh, but the first would just be that we'd be praying for Christ Church Presbyterian in Barrie. Uh, they are going to be going through their own challenging season of transition. We're familiar with it, with Derek retiring and knowing that there's another pastor coming. And we know there's going to be some transitional aspects to that. And they're going through that too, except they have no idea who's coming next. So right now, there is a member of the church who is taking responsibility for doing organizing, planning, pulpit supply for the next number of months. Drew has worked really hard to leave the church as well-supported and well-prepared as he possibly can. So he scheduled out, I think, four months of pulpit supply before he left. They left with a pretty good amount of financial stability for the church itself, so they know that they can stay afloat for a fairly lengthy amount of time financially. But the burden is uh, they'll need to find a pastor, and they'll need to find a pastor who's willing to support raise his salary. So that's a huge prayer request for Christ Church. Secondly, it would just be for whales in general. It's been touched on in a few ways, but I've seen statistics that there's only 4% of professing evangelical Christians in Wales. So it is very much a post-Christian nation. Uh, the gospel's gone through. There's been revivals. There's been the great Welsh revivals of the early 20th century. There's been great preachers like Martin Lloyd-Jones. Uh, but that is very much a generation gone by at this point. So praying even for the nation. And then also praying for the families and the students that we interacted with. I think it was the first trip that I went on, which would have been the 2018 trip. Uh, I don't know if it was Drew. I don't remember who said it, but he's like, you could be helping to raise up the next Charles Spurgeon in this room. And just thinking in that category, like you have no idea what the Lord is going to do through this four-year-old, this six-year-old, this eight-year-old. And for those of you who don't know, Charles Spurgeon was one of the most influential preachers in the British Isles and in, in the history of the nation. Uh, and the Lord works in those ways. He works through small interactions. He works through teams going over, being tired, and sharing the gospel. Uh, so praying that those seeds would really take root and that there would be kids and that would raise up and be in ministry leadership and be another generation of, of gospel-centered leaders in the UK. Uh, even on the pastoral search, one of the reasons it's challenging is they don't, they don't have a pastoral intern program with, with lots of young, qualified men eager to go into ministry. It's actually really hard to find uh, pastors over there. There's not a lot of them. Ministry is not something that people think about as a career option uh, or a calling. Uh, so they could use prayers for that as well. And then for us, we are navigating what our ministry partnerships are going to look like for next summer. We're committed to a missions trip. We have every reason to know we'll be able to go on one, nailing down the exact details of what that might look like with Drew Goodman now in Africa. So be praying for the details of our next mission trip and also for the students that are here, the students that are on our team, that the Lord would raise up another team of college students that are excited to go next year, excited to do the same thing, excited to continue ministering to um, 
a nation that, that greatly needs it and greatly needs the help. So I think those are some important prayer requests that we would appreciate all of you lifting up to the Lord. And with that, I can open to some Q&A. If you have specific questions for anyone, let us know. Uh, otherwise, maybe just like the relevant person will answer it. But happy to open the floor to some Q&A for the next few moments if people have questions. Thanks. And we're, we're thankful even to a lot of people in this room who helped support Raise and have been praying for us and have so for years. So this is not just a college ministry thing, but it's very much a first pres thing. But it's also students who are getting supported and prayed for by their home churches across the country. Uh, so that, that's a really, it's a network of God's kingdom that brings things like this and makes them able to happen. So we're thankful for all of you as well. All right, let's, uh, let's pray. Our gracious God in heaven, we rejoice uh, this evening, Lord, to, to hear uh, this good report of the work uh, that you have done in Wales uh, in this, uh, this week, uh, that uh, this team was able to go and to, to come alongside the, the church there. And uh, Lord, we, we know that, as we've heard, that it, that it is difficult, it is rocky soil. And so, uh, Lord, we do just pray for the, the seeds that have been planted there uh, through this ministry and which continue to be planted through the preaching of the gospel there, that, Lord, they would take root and that uh, uh, people's hearts would be changed and they would come and that, uh, Lord, we might see another revival uh, in Wales for these uh, little four-year-olds and five-year-olds and whatever ages uh, they might be, that, uh, Lord, their lives would be forever changed uh, through, Lord, the, the stories uh, they heard, through the, uh, the, the relationships that were developed, and, uh, Lord, that you would raise up the next Charles Spurgeon or Martin Lloyd-Jones or, Lord, whomever uh, you might raise up to go and to, uh, to preach the gospel with great power uh, there in, in Wales and and beyond, we thank you for this this team of, of college students uh, and and leaders, Lord, and uh, that uh, the work that you did in their hearts through this week would continue to bear fruit in their lives as they are here studying and uh, engaged in uh, ministry with other believers and even unbelievers on their campus. Lord, that uh, that light uh, would just shine brightly in them. Lord, we pray for the Goodmans. We thank you, Lord, for their faithful ministry uh, in Wales uh, over the past several years. And Lord, we just pray that you would be with them now as they uh, transition to this new ministry in Uganda, uh, training up uh, ministers and Christian workers who will go forth in, in Uganda and other parts of Africa with the gospel. We pray, Lord, the transmission would go well. Lord, that you would use them uh, as, a, as a bright light there. And Lord, we pray for the, the church in Wales, Christ Presbyterian. We pray, Lord, that you would raise up that next man who will, will come and serve uh, and shepherd that congregation. Lord, that you would uh, continue to sustain them and care for them 
And, Lord, keep them as a light shining brightly in that city. And so, Lord, we thank you for all these things. And may you send us out from here, Lord, that we might be uh, your uh, messengers of your gospel here in Colombia and beyond. We thank you and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.